welcome to the Schools and Academies Show podcast. This episode was recorded at the Schools and Academies Show in Birmingham on 13th and 14th November 2019. Don't forget to register for your free place at our upcoming show on www.schoolsandacademiesshow.co.uk. Everybody, my name is Winston Poyton. I work for a company called Iris, uh, who uh, do lots of education software, but they also do lots of uh, software for the business sector as well. And so, one of the things that I've been asked to talk about today is talk about technical strategy, talk about how multi academies trust might, um, if you're forming your multi academy trust, what types of things you might want to consider as part of your strategy, but also if you're an established trust, what you might need to do and think about in order to get the best out of the technology that you've uh, got within your schools, but also how you might plan for kind of future growth. To get started, these are all the people that are here exhibiting at the show. And as you can see, in education, we're not want for people to throw software at us. In the UK, in English schools and, and uh, Scottish schools, we spend about a billion pounds a year on technology and buying software. And yet lots of that software is duplicated. Lots of that software is uh, repeated within schools. And actually, it gets pretty confusing pretty quickly with all the software that's available to you and being able to make the right choices. Now, I'm going to be really clear. I'm not going to talk about Iris products at all in this presentation. Um, I'm just going to talk about how we might uh, think about technology and how you might think about the way you use technology in a school to get the best from it. So there's a few of my colleagues here, but there's also a few uh, people I don't know. Uh, how many people would put themselves in a position where actually they don't really have a technology plan for their trust? Uh, how, many, how many people would put, put themselves in that position? Or how many people would you, would you say actually you've got a load of problems that you're trying to go and find a piece of technology to solve? Or have you got the, to the point yet where you're integrating software so that you're getting the most from it? Uh, uh, or how many people are using AI? So a bit of a show of hands. Who's, who's using some artificial intelligence in any of their software at the moment or in any of their schools? Yeah, grand total of zero. I thought that might be the case. Who hasn't got a plan at all and is just winging it with a bunch of software uh, in the school? Yeah, nobody's going to, yeah, yeah, nobody's going to, you know, yeah, a couple of people are going to admit to that. Most people tend to sit in the problem solving, which is, I've got this specific problem and I'm trying to find a bit of tech that's going to solve that. And actually, um, that's probably the worst way to go about building a technical strategy. So from all of my experience of talking to different uh, schools, my... The experience I've built up has been based on answering really five key questions. First is, what is your business strategy? Actually, if as a multi-academy trust, you don't know where you're going, you don't know how many schools you're adding in, you don't know what your growth pattern looks like, building a technology strategy is pretty pretty pointless because you, because you don't you don't know whether that supplier is going to be able to scale with you or grow with you as you grow. Um, what does good look like? What are you trying to achieve? What are you trying to get from that? What, 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 does, what does success look like for you at the end of that journey? Um, what have you got today? Usually that's lots, 
right? Lots and lots of different technology, especially if you're coming together for the first time and there's three or four schools, chances of you having overlap of technology, pretty low. You might have four different MISs, you might have four different finance systems. Uh, so understanding what you've got today is pretty important. Then how do you want to get there? So how do you get from knowing what you want to do and from what you've got into actually delivering, delivering that? And then finally, uh, the bit that gets forgotten probably most frequently is once you've got there, what are you going to do next? Because it doesn't stop. Uh, it, it has to continuously evolve. So I'm just going to talk through each of those stages uh, and uh, give some examples. And, and some of it is stating the bleeding obvious, uh, but sometimes it just helps to have that written down and, and shared so that you can follow it as a path through. So business then. So as I said, your, your year one, your, your three-year growth plans, they're pretty important to choosing the technology partners that you need for a growing academy. If you are starting, you might be starting with three schools. Are all of those financially viable? If not, is that the problem you need to solve first? Who's driving you to grow and become an academy? If it's the DFE and they're just saying, take this school, take this school, take this school, then you might end up making some pretty bad choices uh, based on based on being pressured into making some decisions rather than actually having a, a structured business plan. So uh, as you might expect, all technology strategies start with what's your business going to do? Where's your business going to look like in three years time or in five years time if you're, if you're that, that brave and that ambitious enough to do that? Setting out what success looks like. So what, what objectives are you trying to do? How, is that, how are you going to measure that? It might be that actually the most important thing from your business point of view is to be able to evidence back to Ofsted that you've turned a school around and turned teaching practices around or turned your financial systems around or been able to uh, prioritize one, one uh, demographic in order to show a significant change in uh, bridging the gap between um, rich and poor or, or, or the other objectives of your business. Understanding what they are will help you then also drive your technology strategy uh, who are the stakeholders? Uh, so, so who are the people that are going to give you a hard time? Who are the people that are going to say and, and support you? Who, who have you got in your business? Because that's the challenge, isn't it? As you convert to a multi-academy trust, you become a business. It's, not, it's no longer just an educational establishment. It's, a, it's setting yourself up a business. Who have you got that's got the right skills to be able to deliver what you need. If you haven't got a HR department, is that something that you need to go and buy a service for? If you've got uh, great finance skills, but nobody to be able to pull out reporting uh, to demonstrate back to your governors that you're managing your finances in the right way, then it might be something that you want to go and outsource and get that skill in. So be brutal, be really honest with yourselves about the skills you've got available to you. And probably most important, what are you going to be a controller freak about? So what are you going to be like, that's mine. I'm having that. Nobody else is having that. I'm not giving it to anybody else. Uh, it's really, because if you know that, then don't try and find somebody, a technology partner that's going to come along and say, we can do that for you. Because uh, it's, it's never going to match. You're never going to find a partner that, uh, that suits what you're trying to do. So understanding where, where your control freakery or full control is, is, is really important. And lastly, what does operational success look like? So your business is about the whole community. Your, your, what you achieve with the technology is about the whole community. If you don't have everybody on board and you don't have that wider school community 
available to you and working with you, then it's not going to work. So your business strategy should already be made up of those multiple things. But but certainly from uh, talking with some of my colleagues from SBS who are sat there uh, and uh, some of uh, the schools I've been out to, usually um, it's pretty weak. It's 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 not well established. It's not well communicated. So actually, when you're thinking about technology choices, make sure you really understand what the leader of your mat, your CEO, what your CFO wants to do, what the business wants to do and achieve, because that will give you the foundation to then make some sensible and some and some worthwhile decisions. Um, and that might look like something like this, where you say, here's some outputs, here's some reports I want, here's the learning objectives that I'm trying to pull through, here's how I want to talk to my parents here's the set of compliance things that I've got gaps in that I need to solve straight away maybe you're not doing GDPR in the same way that you should be doing maybe um, maybe you as I said earlier you don't have the financial efficiencies across the estate that you need to you need to gain so 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 what what output are you trying to achieve pulling your business plan in to say what what scale are you going to do that at is it three schools and you're going to stop is it three schools this year another three schools next year and 30 schools the year after might be a bit ambitious uh, but but what what growth pattern are you trying to to look at and pull through being risk realistic about the timescales that you can then do that in and then as i said driving up sufficiency so mapping out your objectives and being able to write those down and answer some key questions to make it simple for everybody else to understand um will will really help you in your tech strategy um, a, a bit of a note that's up there. It, as you're doing that, what you'll find is there's some things that you want to be brilliant at. There's some things that you want to be truly kind of awesome at. And there's some things where you just go, actually, I'm, I'm happy to be good enough at doing that. If you can prioritize that through mapping out your objectives, um, you can't be awesome at everything. Uh, I am not awesome at everything. Each of us is not awesome at everything. If we were, then uh, we might be doing something else uh, at this point in time. But... Uh, so accepting where you're prepared to compromise is, is a key, uh, important part of building your objectives up to share with the business. Once you've got all of that, uh, you need to start mapping out, right, so what have I got? And again, in my experience, what people tend to do is, oh, I've, got, I've got a bit of Sims and I've got a bit of PS Financials and I've got a bit of uh, Parent Pay and I've got a bit of uh, some other folks doing that. And they map out all the technology that sits within a school. What they don't do is map the processes that happen between them. So actually, what's the process that I need to get from my uh, dinner money system through to my finance system? What's the process I need to make sure that happens between my HR department and my finance department? And, and so mapping the technology with the processes you have alongside will again help you think about how your business is working, but also what the technology problems you need your your partner to come along and solve for you. And I did a bit of a quick pull together of all the technology that I thought, that I think I've seen in or talked to schools about in the last year. And it looks something like that, uh, which uh, unless it's before you add any of your processes in, you probably recognize that you've probably got a bit of software that solves some of this, um, whether that's managing files, whether that's managing your devices. Hopefully you've all got a bit of uh, filtering to protect the internet for kids as it comes through. You've probably got some 
some video conferencing, some screens that sit within there. You've probably got some communications tools, the ability to do printing. Um, uh, I've spoken to some schools recently who are using uh, augmented reality and virtual reality to get proper immersive classrooms experiences for GCSE and being able to do some medicine and pull a heart apart and see actually how the blood pumps around in a virtual environment. Um, and so all of that stuff comes together to say, okay, so we've got all of this model of stuff. We've got all of these processes between, which re reinforces my point really of you can't be awesome at all of this. You can't do all of this at once. You need to find some way of prioritizing that and being and choosing the ones that actually are critically important to you. Is that surprise people? The amount of, so no, no, no surprise at all. So it's about right then. Anything up there that you that I've forgotten? <laughs> no, can't find it in there. Too many stuff. So in all of, we talked about it soon, if you know your business strategy, you know where you're heading and you know where, what you've got today and, and who's going to help you get there, we're then left with the actual hard work, which is gone then. How do I put this strategy together? How do I, how do I pull something that allows you to really uh, deliver on your business objectives. People process technology gets used a lot um, in all strategies. If you add data to that these days, that'll allow you to make sure that your strategy is going in the right direction as you come along. But choose the things with the biggest impact. If you're, I, I spoke to a school um, uh, a few uh, a couple of months ago and their, their example was, we fixed the IT in the classroom. That was the first thing we did. And um, the bizarre consequence that came of that was our HR department suddenly became the biggest advocate because teachers stopped moaning about the tech not working in the damn classroom and therefore uh, were happy doing what they were doing and therefore the HR department was happy because they were retaining staff more and therefore the, kind of quali the quality of education started to go up as people started working and collaborating together as a team more and... And so whilst for them it worked as an intuitive choice to start first, lots of people I know start with, actually, how can I beat up one supplier on the pricing? Because now I've got, want to buy five MIS systems and therefore just, I want to get a bigger discount. They actually sat down and thought about it and thought about actually what's going to have the biggest impact on my whole community in the school. And because they did that first and they were successful at it, they, all of their subsequent IT projects that went through uh, went through pretty easily because everybody saw the benefit that that team was trying to do and realize out to the whole school because they'd had that with their biggest impact first. So when you think about impact, don't think about impact on you as an individual. Think about it across that whole community piece so that you can, you can, you can drive success and build a platform that allows people to uh, see the benefit of what you're doing. Clearly... You can't cock it up if you do it that way. If you involve everybody else in, you need to make sure you get it right. But but fo having that focus will, will deliver the best thing or, or kind of give you the best start. Uh, we have this a lot in, in our business um, and we're constantly reminded. Comms is really important. The more you communicate, the more frequently you communicate. If you start uh, with engagement and feedback, 
from the beginning and actually learn lessons as you go through rather than waiting to the end, then chances are you'll pick up the things that are winding people up. You'll pick up the things that are you're struggling with. You'll find out where your strategy on paper doesn't quite work in reality. So doing that comms piece, doing that, that, that engagement all the way through is pretty important. And uh, I'm looking at a few of my colleagues. We don't always get that right when we're releasing product in the business. And we need to kind of do that and do that more frequently it's the same when you're doing it in particularly across uh, a mat environment where either you're coming together for the first time or you're spread across multiple different locations and and therefore you're not i don't have the luxury of getting together uh, very often focus on integration so if in your strategy you know that you're going to choose this mis system and then you're going to choose this finance system as an example Bringing, making sure they integrate together so that you don't have to duplicate data uh, and doing those close to each other as part of your rollout will give you one plus one equals more than two because you'll stop people doing multiple effort. You'll stop that, uh, that, that, oh my God, I've got to type this in again. You'll stop the, um, the uh, I see one data in one system, but I don't see data in another system so having something that integrates and thinking about the integration strategy um, will allow you to accelerate the things that you're trying to achieve so have a think about that when when choosing the priority of your orders or, or the order of that that you're going to deliver these things and and probably um, the thing that I do lots of and uh, certainly in talking to schools and trusts they find the hardest is is learning to say no. I think we're, we're too easy to say, yeah, we can do that for you. We'll just squeeze it in. Or, um, yeah, that's that's next on our list. We'll, we'll pull it forward. And Or, um, oh, yeah, we hadn't considered that. We'll chuck it in. Uh, the hardest thing is learning to say no and, and giving people an explanation why and giving people the reason why. You can only do so many things at once and you've only got so many resources and so much time. So be really selfish about it. Be really brutal about how you prioritize that. And that does mean saying no, upwards, downwards, outwards, across across your organization. Again, people I've seen do this successfully within a multi-academy trust, well, certainly when they started, is being really visible on how you track success. So take your objectives, pull them down into a list of things that you're trying to do, share it in a dashboard that might look something like this. Um, and track and track how you're achieving against those objectives. That will again allow you to support the comms across the school and allow you to see where people are um, people are succeeding and people are kind of delivering what they need to. But also evidence to other people that actually this project's coming, finishing. We've just started this other one, therefore it's going to start impacting you soon. So lining people up so that they they know what's coming. And then uh, to to round off the how do you then keep that going i think there's a common misconception that you start a project uh you grow it through um and you get to it implemented and everybody's trained on it but actually what happens if you then stop there is the latter part of that diagram it falls off again right people become untrained just because they don't use it as often as you expect them to. They're not, maybe they're not using the software or maybe something new's come out and they haven't got their heads around it. And before you know it, you end up at the bottom, the bottom side of the diagram where actually you've just got a bunch of stagnant technology uh, in your schools and in your multi-academy trust that isn't delivering what you say, what it needs to for you and isn't delivering uh, everything that you expected it to. 
So the trick is to, to get to that point where it's efficient and then implement a constant training program, implement a, a constant way of engaging all of your community. And that might mean slowing some of your other technology initiatives down in order to keep reinforcing that and pushing that through. But it's, it's just worth bearing in mind that as you, as you look at it, that um, it, these things don't, don't sustain themselves. It, it requires effort all the way through to keep, thing, keep things going. So... In choosing your strategy, you need to choose where you're going to be. You aren't going to be in all of these things uh, at, at any one point in time. You might be with your core business systems. You might have an MIS system and a finance system and, uh, and a parent engagement system that's all integrated with each other. You might be there for that. You might have no plan at all for how you're managing your assets or how you're managing your cashless catering systems or how you're doing your budgeting solutions uh, to to kind of drive drive your kind of future planning you might be way out there with artificial intelligence and using that in your curriculum subjects to drive personalized learning so it's not a one-size-fits-all but it's worth thinking about where do you want to be and, and where is important for you if if that personalized learning is really important there's some really cool tech out there that's doing kind of artificial intelligence and automation. If actually just making sure all my systems talk to each other, then stick in the purple section and make that make that happen and get that really right before you then think about what's the next gen. Because that's what we as software vendors are thinking about is how do you get from each of those stages and then beyond uh, in whatever tech's coming next. That's it for me. Uh, Bit of a summary. Align with your business strategy. Uh, it's, it's the only way to work. Uh, set yourself a clear direction uh, and stick to it. But be prepared to evolve that and change that as it goes through based on that continuous continuous feedback. Don't, don't take on too much. Uh, taking on too much kills, kills everything. Um, it's, you're better off doing. Uh, I had a boss many years ago who said, um, if you do ABC, trying to do three things at once, ABC, ABC, uh, You'll you'll deliver everything in a in a certain period of time. If um if you deliver AAA BBB CCC, it's the same amount of time. It's that the first one came in a third of the time. So just thinking about doing less, um because life gets involved and and stuff comes in and it, it distracts you. Uh and and so ABC ABC isn't really like that. It's ABC D E and F and then G and H and and then I'll go back to A at some point later. So just being really selfish. Uh, and 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 really focused on what you want to deliver will help you be successful. Um, and ultimately, kind of getting your tech strategy right is not really about the tech. Thank you very much. Don't forget to register for your free place at our upcoming show on www.schoolsandacademiesshow.co.uk.